um, it's great. So we're, we're, like I said, continuing on in our criticizing Christianity. Uh, Pastor Brandon is out, out being a dad at a lacrosse tournament. He's like, hey, I got this, you know, simple, just easy little topic for you. You know, why don't you just go ahead and just unpack how can a good God allow suffering? Just, you know, just then go home and have a picnic, you know. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's cool. So, you know, five minutes or so, just answer the question right off, and we'll be good. So uh, just some light, some light, you know, fluffy topics for this morning. Uh, I say that uh, sarcastically because obviously this is heavy. This is heavy. This, this topic, I think probably, maybe you may even be in this space. We all know someone. We've all interacted with folks that this is, this is the thing. This is the topic. This is the thing that just is like, I... I can't, I, can't, I can't do it because this, because this thing happened or because, you know, I, I, you know this, the, this you know, tragedy that I was aware of, like, like I, just, I just can't even go there because how, how could that be? How could a good God allow suffering? And so today, you know, we're, we're gonna, it's heavy and it's hard, not because the Bible doesn't talk about it because, because it, it, it does, but just it, it's, it's hard because it's so emotional. And it's heavy, and, it's, and it, it is one of these things that if we were to sit down and just talk about the hard things that we've faced, the tragedies that have, have been, been, that we've gone through, it would be really sad, <laughs> and we would cry a lot, and we would, because there's been a lot of hurt. There's been a lot of hurt. And so my, my goal today, you know, is not to, to minimize or not to make light of any of this. Rather, my goal is to, you know, honestly look at kind of that, that critique, that argument, to look at what the Bible says about it, then how we can engage with it somehow. And so, you know, I don't, I don't um, uh, you know, this is, this is a huge, big topic. And, and, you know, one of the cool things, but I know Brandon keeps talking about, you know, this, the, the reasons for God. If you've joined us for the other series, uh, I finally got my book back. He's been using my book every week, and I'm like, hey, that's where it is. So anyway, but this, this, this is a great book that kind of looks, operates more like a textbook, but Tim Keller does a good job unpacking it. Um, and, you know, one of the, res- one of the, the many resources I used in, in kind of writing this comes from, comes from this as well. So I want to encourage you in that. But uh, it's, it's, uh, th- this, is, this, is a, this is a difficult topic with a lot of emotion involved that is not a quick you know, what year did this happen? Oh, that year. And okay, moving on to the next question, right? It's not like that. So this is, this is we're gonna kind of be talking about some different arguments and looking at some scripture and, you know, uh, a little bit of Debbie Downer, but, you know, life can be that way sometimes. So we're just being real this morning. So uh, uh, we're, we're gonna hop right into, you know, one of the, one of the, the critiques of Christianity, obviously, is how can a good God allow suffering? But one, one of the chief criticisms specifically is, is this, that, that if a good God exists, he wouldn't allow pointless suffering. That if, that if there is a God and he does exist, then, then why on earth would people go through uh, this, these difficulties, these sufferings for, for, for no reason at all? Like what, this, it just seems like a mindless, pointless suffering. And it, and it doesn't take long for us to look around the world, to, to flip on the news, or to even just in our own community, to look and we seeing tragedies that just seem needless, pointless, and are just are gut-wrenching and hard, and, and you have no other choice but to say, like, why did that have to happen? 
One of the chief critiques is just that, that if a good God exists, he wouldn't allow pointless suffering. And the Bible speaks to this. The Bible, the Bible actually talks about, about this suffering quite a bit. And in this, in this, the first light that I want to shed on it has to do with the fact that God uses suffering in the people's lives in the Bible in, in a lot of ways, particularly to mold, to, to really grow them or to change them or to use them in, in, in a greater way. We see it kind of over and over. One of the chief examples of this, when, when you see, when you hear sermons on this, you're, you're you know, 10 times out of 10 going to run into Job. Looking at the, at the life of Job, it is a, is a super depressing book, but a great, great picture of, of uh, a man walking through tragedy and walking through hard circumstances, yet still keeping his faith intact and still being, being, using that, that, that tragedy to, to mold him and mold, and, and mold his character. It's, it's, he, he gets, you know, everything in his life taken away. I mean, just systematically, you got, you know, all of his, his assets, his, his money, you know, family, uh, you know, all, all of these, and, and continually, oh, and this was the most righteous man on earth. When you open up the book, it's like, it's like Job was the most righteous man on earth. This was not someone like me that's like, yeah, sure, this is Andy, yeah, of course, you know, he's, he's, he's not the most righteous man. Well, he, he can, We'll, we'll throw some stuff at him. This was the best dude on earth. And this, that stuff is happening to him. And he continually would, would choose to worship God and choose to, to um, do, do the right thing, do the godly thing, never forsake God, but things still kept happening. And even, even through the whole book of Job, you know, God ends up, God ends up, you know, re- restoring him and God ends up, you know, he, he, he gets through it, but he still never, never uh, is told the Why? Never. We don't read about him ever getting to the why aspect. You look at another Old Testament character in Joseph. Joseph is, is, is one of those guys who was talented, who was gifted by, by God. He gave him the ability to interpret dreams. He, he was, he, you know, like, attractive guy. He was the young, like, youngest of a like, ton of brothers, but he was kind of a little bit arrogant and annoyed his, his big brothers. And they were like, let's get rid of this guy. So I guess, you know, back then you could just do that. And so he just, they were like, hey, let's just sell him. Let's get rid of him. We, we don't want anything to do him. We'll just like, you know, throw him in a ditch and then sell him to, to a traveling band of people by. And they just like, we're done with you. Now, if that isn't suffering and, and tragic, like, that, okay, that's, that, that's, that's the beginning of his story. And then he continues on in his life. He, one scenario after another, he's doing the right thing. He's honoring God. He's using his gifts. But time after time after time, he, he, hits, he hits that brick wall and it's, and it's like he's staying in prison. Yet he's still faithful to God. Then he just stays in prison. And then he like is, is you know, gets out and like, then, you know, temptation, he's faced with temptation uh, from, from a lady that he just runs away with. It does the right thing, still gets thrown in jail. So he just continually is hitting the suffering, but he comes to the end of his, his, his life. He comes to the end of his life and, and God has kind of restored him to a place of honor, a place of high prestige. And he's sitting there with the same brothers that threw him in jail. At the end of his, at, at the, kind of the, the end of the story, he's sitting in front of the brothers who threw him into jail, and and most of us would probably say like, all right, this is my moment to get revenge, it, in you know, this is this is karma, it's coming back to you, brothers, this is it. No, but Joseph didn't do that. God used all these tragedies in his life, and he molded him into into the character. Because somehow, some way, we we read in Genesis fifty, Genesis fifty verse twenty, this amazing. Sentiment that Joseph says he's you know sitting before his brothers, 
they're waiting to be condemned. And he, his perspective is this. You intended to harm me, but God intended it to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. You see, Joseph had been elevated to a, a, a point when he used the gifts that God had given him to interpret dreams to prepare the kingdom for a famine that was to come. And the Pharaoh listened and the Pharaoh used him. And because of all these tragic events at the right time, at the right place, Joseph was able to do something amazing. Even Paul in the New Testament, we, we run into a lot of suffering there. Paul, who was, who was the, the, probably the, one of the more popular, well-known Jewish leaders of the time, he was zealous, he was fired up, he was doing everything that he thought God wanted him to do. But the problem is he was persecuting Christians and persecuting what, what, uh, the followers of Jesus. And then God had a moment on the road to Damascus where he, he spoke to him, changed his life, and then Paul became a Christian. Now you're thinking, okay, Paul became became a Christian, gave his life to Jesus. Well, this is on, he's, he's on, his life is up and to the right right now. He's doing great. God's gonna honor him. He's gonna just give him the smooth sailing. And it's like that actually arguably is like when the most things started going wrong in his life. Can you imagine witnessing to people and then they just beat you? They just like think you're dead, take you out of the town. Like, well, he's dead. So we'll just take him out now because we beat him because he's talking about Jesus. And then he just gets back up and goes back in. And like, he just gets beat. I mean, he has, he had, there's, a, there's a passage in, in, in scripture where, where Paul just lists out everything. He's like, I've been shipwrecked. I've been like, you know, whipped, you know, this many times. I've been beaten this many times. I've got stoned, which means they throw rocks at you till they think you're dead. Like that happened to him. And you're thinking, okay, like, shouldn't your life be good now that you're giving your, your, your life to Jesus on the straight and narrow? But the problem is it, it, it wasn't. It's still, tragedy still continued to happen in his life. Yet, he wrote most of the New Testament letters. He, his perspective, and I, it just, it's, it's, it's beyond me because I, I haven't been through what he's been through, that he then, even at the end of his life, is saying things like, you know, hey, if, if, if I have to suffer, it's just gonna help me understand Jesus more. And if I have to go through anything, it's all for, you know, his readers, you know, that they could benefit. He has this perspective of like, God is using this tragedy to mold him. And it's this like wild idea that somehow, some way, all these awful things that like if one of those things happened to me, I mean, I feel like I'd be tempted to be like, I'm out. This is, I don't want to get rocks thrown at me like when I talk about Jesus. Like that's, that's, that doesn't happen here, right? But like it happened multiple times. And so, and so it's almost like, like you know, the, when you look at people in the, in the scriptures, it's almost like, like God saying that, that, that maybe, maybe there can be a, a reason for this. You know, one of the quintessential works, if you're a reader uh, and, and you want to dig into this topic uh, of, of pain and suffering, you know, I don't know, you know, if you have trouble sleeping, you want to, um, uh, it's actually super interesting. It really is. But C.S. Lewis writes The Problem of Pain, and, and he has a, just an excellent, excellent take on it. And I'll just, just one excerpt of, of uh, the perspective that he has on it. It says this. C.S. Lewis writes that we can ignore even pleasure. But pain insists upon being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our, in, in, in our conscience, but shouts in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. That's a really interesting perspective on going through pain and suffering, isn't it? That, that, that somehow God would speak to us loud and clear and, and get through a terrible circumstance in our life. 
You know, it's, 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 a, it's easy to, to, I wanna make sure that I make clear, it's easy to come up here and, and kind of say these, these things. And I don't wanna be flippant about anything. I don't wanna like, you know, because our pain is real and our hurt is real and our sadness is real. But, but to, to think that there is somehow some way, some point to some of the suffering that exists. That we look in the Bible and there's, there's some, some reason there's some part, God can use some of it, at least. Like maybe, just maybe, that he can use more of it than we think. Maybe, maybe what, I'm, what, I'm, what, what, what I've gone through, maybe at some point that could be used for, 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 for God's glory. I, I don't know. There's times when you think there's no way, this just hurts too much, or there's, there's, there, there's no way. And so, and so I don't know how, how that transformation works in, in our own hearts if you've gone through something really painful and really hard, but I, but I know that, that what God has showed us over and over in, in his word is that it can, it can be used to have a point or to have a purpose. And kind of one of the things I want us to gather from here is this, that, that our suffering can lead to both a better understanding, God, and can and comfort to others. When you when you look at it in the in the through the lens of of you know God existing, there 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 can be the point there. But the problem with if you're looking at it from an atheistic uh, perspective, if you're looking at it like there there is no God, there's there's a real problem when it comes to pain and suffering, because there's there's no possible explanation if if it is right or wrong that it's happening. Because if there's something bad happening, what makes that thing bad versus what makes it simply just a, a statistical happening? Because if there, if there is a standard of bad, that must be there, there's a measuring stick that tells us that something is good. There has to be some sort of, of, of um, you know, baseline that we're operating from. There has to be something good. Something bad. That means something has to, has to be good. And so, so when you look at it from, from that point, it's just a, it's just a survival of the fittest. It's just an evolutionary thing where hey, the, you know, the only the, the song survives. So people being killed, well, that's no big deal because it, you know there's there's no right or wrong. There's no you know moral standard. And and, and I don't I don't say that to to make fun of anything or to make light of anything. But but God offers, and we'll talk about more. God does offer. Uh, comfort within this. He does offer that there can be some sort of some sort of meaning purpose through it, but the world does not offer that. The lack of God does not, offers random chance and just statistical happenings. And so, and so, when when we look at that at that first critique, we got to think that hey, possibly that there's more being used than we even know of at this at, at this point maybe God, I can grow from this. Not that God's causing it, but that I can grow from it and God can use what is happening. Second critique that we run into that all the time we're dealing with this topic is that, is that if, if, God is, if, if God does allow evil, so if it does allow evil, then, then he can't possibly be good. Because if, 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 if the good God is there and yet evil is still existing, you're saying he's all, he's all powerful, he's all knowing he has the ability to stop this thing then there's, there's absolutely no way that he could be good. 
And this is a difficult one as well because if, 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 if we were to recount just all the, the, the tragedies that we've, that we've seen, from the you know Holocaust to you know countries invading countries to like you know the the way that the, some people treat treat kids or some people treat women or all these tragedies tragedies that we see around us it is really difficult to think that that there could possibly be like you know an, an all powerful being that that would that would allow these things just just to be there or to exist it's, it's hard. But we, but we know this, and I'm, I'm just going to look at some verses here that, that, uh, that God cared for, for us so much. He cared for me so much. He cared for you so much that, that he actually experienced suffering and pain for us. In Luke 9.22, Jesus unpacks a little bit. He says, the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and must be killed and on the third day, raised to life. Jesus is saying that this, this was God's plan, is, that, is that, that his son would then face that, the beating and would face the torture and would face, like, like death. And, and not, not pointlessly, not needlessly, but he would, he would go through that for, for a very good reason. Very good reason. And, and we'll keep with that, with that thought in John 3, 16 and 17, which is a verse that you might have memorized at some point or at least heard about, but it's, it explains it per- fairly well here. It says that God loved the world so much that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. That God loved it so much. He cares about us so much. He is so good that he actually gave us an opportunity to have that comfort and to have that forgiveness and to be able to, to be forgiven for all those sins and all that suffering, all those things that he gives a solution to that in his son, Jesus Christ. And that shows his love for you and I. That love is, is incredible, and the love is, is amazing that, that he, would, he, would, he would not just not just offer, but he would sacrifice his son, that Jesus would, would be the one who got beat and got tortured and got killed for me. And, and another verse that shows God's character and shows kind of the, the idea of this whole thing is Romans 5, 8, that says, but, but God demonstrates his love, his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So it's nothing that I'm like earning. It's nothing that I was even aware of. I just discovered it. There's a difference between something that like maybe like we got create or we realize, oh, this, this was available. Oh, God's forgiveness, this, this, is, this was available. Like God, God offered this and he loved us so much that, that before I even was born, I, the, he had sent his son and died for me. And that's a powerful concept to think So instead of telling mankind, just deal with it, just deal with all this, all this pain, all this tragedy and all this, he decided he put his son into the, and brought him to earth, into this world to, to die for you and I so that we could have that forgiveness. And he, and he took that upon himself, Jesus did, so you and I could have that, that comfort and that, that relationship that, that he offers. I mean, the, the, the question I always come back to those is why does tragedy even exist? Like, why is it even here in the first place? And here's, here's the, the, the truth is that it is a gift and a curse that we have the free will to love or not love. 
You and I have the ability to love and we also have the ability not to love. It is a choice for us. I chose to, to love my wife. There, 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 there's so many things I loved about her that, that I, I, I choose to love her. I wasn't, I wasn't made to do it. I, I had a choice in, in the matter. I don't know what she would say why she chose me, but I don't have much money to offer, but I had hair back then, so... <laughs> If you're a young guy, just, you know, get married while the hair is still there. So, um, <laughs> but, but with that, with that choice for love, there's no other way to do it. Other, other God's going to create a bunch of robots and that's, that's not love, right? You've, if you've had kids and you make them apologize and they don't want to apologize, they may say it like, sorry. Like, yeah. Super sincere. Good job. That's mission accomplished. You, you clearly get what I'm talking about. You know, you, you hit your sister and then you're just like, Sorry. Like, like it's her, you know, it, it's, you understand what we're saying? Like it's, with the, but with the choice to love, we get in that free will, tragedy happens. Look, the, the very first man and woman in the Garden of Eden, they, they chose to rebel against God and sin entered the world. And, and, and through that sin, we have, we have a fallen world that we live in. So much sin, so much tragedy, all co- that has come into this place through that, so, so it is both a gift that we have the ability to, to choose and we have the ability to love and then we have the ability to do, but, but also it's, it's uh, tragic because you see the result of unloving people doing terrible, terrible things. And we're, we're, we're left to, say, to try and make sense of all that. And the bad news is sometimes we just can't. Sometimes we just can't, but, but we know, what, you know that, that we have this choice. Jesus, even in the Garden of Gethsemane, right before he was, he was about ready to be arrested, Jesus having this prayer by himself with God, and he's saying, he's God, just, just please let this, let this cup pass. In other words, he's saying, he's saying Lord, this just, you know, if possible, can I not go through this torture? Like, Lord, if possible, can I not, you know, do this? He he's, he's has this great prayer, that, that he says that, but, but he also ends the prayer by saying, but, but not my will, but yours be done. So even Jesus in that moment is, is a very human prayer where, you know, it's like, hey, I've, you know, the, the, I've been there where it's kind of like, okay, I know there's this thing I got to do. And I'm like, Lord, just, I don't want to because it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. But Lord, I, if this is what I need to do, then I'll do it. And we see that kind of that, that what, what, he's, what he's faced with in that moment. But, but, you know, the whole, this whole thing isn't like, you know, depression and sadness this morning. There's good news. There's good news. One of my, one of my, my favorite uh, uh, books, my favorite book series, uh, it has this, the, the, the hero of, of the book has this one line in here that, that, is, that just kind of, kind of encapsulates the feeling. And the, the book, I don't know if you've read Lord of the Rings or not, but it's in the, the, Return, of the Return of the King he has. That's right, and I know. I think I know his son's name too. Is uh, <laughs> Samwise Gamgee is the is the, the the quote here? And Samwise says this at the very end, where he one of his friends he thought was dead. He says he says to them, and I, and I quote that I thought you were dead, but then again I thought I thought I was dead. Is everything sad going to come untrue? You know, and that, and that that kind of like almost almost childlike sentiment is like everything bad gonna gonna come untrue, but for the Christian, it will. For the Christian, it will not here on earth, but when we get to heaven, like, like the the God, God, God wins. 
And, and when we get to heaven, everything, every, everything sad will come untrue. And, and in other words, that God will make things right. God will make things right. You know, so often we want to be the judge, the jury, and the executioner here because there's terrible, awful things that people have done. And I'm like, that person should not be around. I've like even prayed like, Lord, this person needs to stop. They're hurting people. They're deca- I mean, like, like that needs to happen. You know, you're like, and I'm thinking that I'm somehow, you know, in control of things, but like, like God, is, God, is, God, God is the judge. And so, and so whether, whether the justice will occur, it's not my job to distribute it or even to decide who gets it, but we know from what he says in Revelation, I'm gonna read this to you. This is, this is John has been given a vision and he's looking around, God's showing him kind of what, uh, what's gonna happen. And he says this, in Revelation 21, verse three, he says, I, I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. And here it is, that he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more, neither, neither shall there be mourning or crying nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated at the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Lord Jesus, come, right? I want that. I want that because there's so much pain, there's so much hurt. And I, I, I know people that have gone through things that, that I'm just like, Lord, just bring them that peace. But we know that God will make it right, that, that, that we know that sometime we will be there. You know, God, God, God is not saying that, hey, you, y'all are on your own to deal with all this stuff, just suck it up, cowboy up, you know, don't be sad, don't worry about it, you know. He's not flipping about it, he's not saying that, but rather he offers true comfort and offers, offers true, the, just, just the ability for us to really have that comfort that only he can bring. As a, as a pastor, and, and we've, you, you have the both um, uh, amazing privilege, but just the tragic, tragic reality where you're with Families in the hardest times, right? Like I've been the first call when when a when a, a son dies. I've I've been bedside with many people breathing their last breath, and and it it is it it just it just tears you up, and it just hurts. And if you've done the same way, and I don't, some of you have experienced that. And, and there's, there's just no way to sit there and try to necessarily make sense of some of these tragic situations. And it's, it's, it's the reality that sets in that, that, that there is some real pain that I just, I just don't understand why. And so there's, there's what, what we do in these situations because some, some, sometimes we go through tragic or suffering and, and, and we can look back and see the why. We can look back, it's like, okay, that, like I was able to now, because I went through that, I'm able to help this person, this person, I'm able to do that. And there's sometimes, I wish there were more, but there's sometimes where we get, we, it, it all makes sense. And there's other times where, where it, it, to be honest, it just hurts. Where it just, where it just hurts. Here's what I know. I know that, that God wants us to turn to him for that comfort. And I've read this verse that, that, that we're gonna read, the Psalm 23, I've read that at bedsides of, of folks who are dying, and there's just something about God's word that can bring comfort. I could work for weeks, months on, a, on something nice to say, 
at someone's bedside and it, it, it doesn't, doesn't do anything. Just it's like, whatever. But man, when you pull out God's word and you look at it and, and there's, there's a power to it. And this, this verse, I want to encourage you, if you're going through it right now, I want you to spend some time on this this week. I want you to spend some time on it. Let me read, let me read it for you. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs, overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy and love will follow you all the days of your life and you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's got comfort for the here and now, the situation that we're in. It's got guidance that God's gonna be our shepherd, that he's gonna take care of us, he's gonna lead us to, to a place that is refreshing, a place that will, that will fill us, that will, that will re- refresh us. It also has a future hope. And it also has a future for us as well, that we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, that we will be with him and he will bring that comfort, and he will bring that, that, that much-needed rest and peace that only he can bring. So if you're going through it right now, if you're going through it, I, I want to encourage you that, that, that it's, it's okay to feel what you feel, and it's okay to, to hurt like you hurt, and, and I want to encourage you to turn to, to, to God's word, and it's not, it's not going to be like a magic spell it's, 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 but God speaks through his word and when you and you spend time in it and when you and when you are, are, are meditating on it when you're reading it that he puts us in that in that right frame he speaks to us through it I want to encourage you to really turn to him and I want you to, to be praying pray to God as if as if he, you're just going to be completely real God wants to hear us when, when when we pray he wants to hear here's what here's what's what hurts, God? Here's what makes me mad. Here's what upsets me. Here's what, here's what I love. Here's where I am. I think we, the more we can be real and open with God, I think he, he wants that honesty. Spend time in, this song, in, in, in Psalm 23 this week if you're going through it. And also, if, you're, if, if you know someone who's going through it, I, wanna, I want you, you, have, you have a role as well. You, you have a job to do as well. I want to encourage you if, you, if you know somebody who's going through a tragic time, that you can be a comfort to them. Even if you haven't gone through what, 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 what they've gone through, you can be a, a help with them. I want, first thing I want you to do, be praying for them. You can pray for them from afar. You can also reach out and say, hey, how can I pray for you? 10 times out of 10, if you say, how can I pray for you? Like no strings attached, how can, people will, they'll, they'll, yeah, pray for me. We could all use a little more of that. Also, if you're dealing with someone, someone in, in that's going through a crisis, it's so hard because you think that if you reach out to somebody, and this is kind of, if you work in, the fi- in, in that field, even like the medical field, I know that there's a lot of you know, first responders and nurses, doctors deal with this too as well, but, but um, there's a hesitancy to what if there's something I don't know what to do? Or what if I don't know what to say? Or what if I, uh, I do the wrong things? And I, and, and I think what's important to people who have been in situations say, just, just practice the ministry of presence. In other words, just be there. Just, just, I think for some, if they, if they want you there, just, just be there. You don't need to solve a problem. In fact, don't try to. Just, just be there. It's that, it's that comfort and it's the knowledge that someone is just here. If I need something, I'll ask. 
but, but maybe there's someone in your life that you just need to be there for. You're not gonna answer the question. You're not gonna try and solve anything. You're just gonna be there for them. You could offer prayer and, 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 and anything else. Sometimes you just, you just need to be in person, ready to do whatever. You, there, there's a real opportunity to, to help, but there's also a real opportunity to hurt. If you come in, you know, kind of uh, with, with, you know, truth guns blazing, answering every, you know, hey, just so you know, God's, you know, using this for great things. And you're like, shut up, we're in the hospital still. Right? I mean, like, like uh, we've, I've, I've experienced that kind of stuff where people are like, I'm like, just stop talking. Just be there for them. That's what they need. And, and it's not that there's bad intentions. It's just that sometimes you get worked up. You don't know what to do. So you just, you know, where it's true. God can use that. Just not right now. We don't talk. We're just like, the, right now, they just need to be loved. They just need to be loved. And I want to encourage you with that. Matthew 7, 12, some, some people know as, as the golden rule says that, so in everything do unto others as you would have them do to you. If, 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 if I were facing a difficult time, I just want someone to just be there. Don't, don't, you know, don't try and answer all my questions. Just, uh, that's what I would want. I feel like, you know, what Jesus says, a part of this is, is kind of like, hey, let's, let's, let's live that out. But one of my favorite verses happens in 2 Corinthians. In, in 2 Corinthians uh, 1, 3 through 6, says this, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our afflictions, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ, suffering so through Christ, we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Be there for someone in, in, in a way that, that, that offers that comfort that, that you, have, you yourself has received. Don't be afraid to engage with someone who's going through a hard time, but just make sure it's on like in, in, a, in a healthy way when they're ready. But we need to lean on each other. We can't, we can't isolate and we can't just say to ourselves, someone else is taking care of it. The body of Christ is not made to, to be, you know, a bunch of lone rangers that, that go do stuff on their own, but I, but I think God wants us to use that comfort that we've experienced or that we've received and then, and then, and then show that to others. So, so kind of as we, as we look at this heavy topic, you know, we, 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 we have to realize this, that we can't go running after the why. We can't go running after the why did this happen because we may not ever know. We may know some of the time we're not going to, and, and if our, our whole is just, is just to see, then, then we're, we're probably going to be let down if we have to ask the why. Why is this happening? But, but what we, what we should, should really look to is that, that there is a God who gave us an opportunity to, to love and be loved. And we have a, have a God that, that loved us so much that his son suffered, tortured, so that I, so that I could somehow experience that comfort and peace in heaven and even some of it here on earth. And I don't know why he would do that other than he, he loves us, other than he, he, he is a loving God. I can't answer all the treasure, but, but I do know this. And I want to kind of, I want to end with an invitation and I want to end with this verse. The, the verse I want to end with, I'm gonna, is we, we talked about it 
before, but I want to reiterate, is the revelation where, where God says that, that he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more, that neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. And he who is seated on the throne said, behold, I am making things new. Praise God for that. Like Jesus, come now, we need you. This place is a hot mess right now. We need your, we, we need your comfort. We need your peace. And, and it is a gift that, that, this, that God offers that for us. Because in the end, the God will make things right. And if you've, never, if you've never given your life to Jesus, if you've never acknowledged that, that, that God did love you so much that he sent his son Jesus into the world, I, we're gonna give you a chance to, to pray that prayer and, and, and to, to make that decision this morning. The worship team is gonna come out and we're gonna, we're gonna close with a, with a worship song, with one more, one more song of praise to God. But what I wanna do before then is offer you that opportunity. If you've never given your life to Jesus, today's a good day. Today's a good day with everything going on in this world that, we, that, we, that doesn't make sense, that all the pain and the, and the hurt that's, that, that's going on. We have an opportunity to, to serve a God who loved us so much that he, he put his son through through pain, through suffering, through torture, and death on the cross so that, so that you and I could be forgiven, and that you and I could accept that, that, that we, could, we, could, we could have that comfort and peace. And I'm not saying all the pain goes away here on earth, because it doesn't. Some of you have gone through something, that, that dull ache is going to be there. It's just, it's, it, and, and, and it, it just will until that day when we're in front of our Lord and Savior, and he wipes your tear there's no more crying, there's no more mourning, and what a great day that'll be. But this morning, this morning, if you haven't taken that step where you put your faith in Jesus and you just said, Jesus, you, you died for my sin and I acknowledge that. And, and I don't know what all it means, but I wanna live for you starting today. If you wanna uh, bow your head, close your eyes, if you wanna put your faith in Jesus. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray a prayer and you can just silently to yourself, just, just repeat it. If, it's, if you want to do that this morning, if you want to give your life to Jesus, um, sometimes they call it the sinner's prayer. But you could just repeat, repeat after me, but just to yourself. Lord Jesus, I need you. I can't do this on my own. I, I am a sinner in need of a savior. Jesus, today, I put my faith in you. Even though I don't know what the future holds, I want to live for you from this day forward. I accept that gift of eternal life through you, Jesus. Amen. If you if you prayed that prayer this morning, I just I just want to encourage you mark the connection card, come find one of us, talk to a friend about it. We want to help you on this journey because we cannot do this on our own. We need help. We need a savior who who loves it, can only bring peace and comfort that God can. That's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So would you stand with me?
I'm gonna pray and then we're gonna, we're gonna sing one last song. Lord Jesus, we cannot answer all the whys of life. God, why does this bad thing happen and why does this exist? Lord, we, we can't. But God, what we can, we, we can answer the who and that is, that is who loves us, who died for us, who offers us eternal life, and who will we be with in heaven? And it is Jesus Christ. Lord, as a gift that we, we are thankful for, we do not take it for granted. We do not neglect it, Lord. We, we need you. And for those who are going through just, just hard times and those who are, are just facing that difficulty, God, I pray you'd bring your comfort and peace to them, that they would know that you were with them and that they would, they would know, God, that you love them. Lord, may you be glorified through, through our, our deeds and also through our, our singing now, Lord, and our worship of you. We ask this in your name, Lord. Amen.